Bundle give butt. it to me. All right, here we go. Ready? Bundle buddy. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. What? Well, uh, here we go. Welcome to Bundle Buddies, the podcast where we play through the Itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. My name is Alex Honnett. My name is Eric Taylor Roth. The Itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840 plus creators and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, as well as the Community Bail Fund. This is episode 15, and we have played 44 of the 1,365 playable games in the bundle. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, Eric. Hey, Alex. How's it going? That's a lot of games. 44 is a a little chunk, but it's not as much as in the bundle. Nope, not not all of them. Uh, um, Yeah, what are you playing? What you been up to? Um, I am good. It's holiday time here in Los Angeles. Uh, this we're not going anywhere. So we're just in LA, which I have done for Christmas before, but like, you know, we usually travel sometime around this time of year. So it's the first time that I have only ever been in a warm climate for like all of winter. And it feels weird. Uh, do you have a Christmas tree? Uh, we do. We have a Christmas tree. Uh, we decorated it. Oh, Nice. Do you have? Do you have like a little? Uh, also, little we didn't have a holiday party this year, which is. I tradition. know it was really it was sad. We um, we watched. Uh, there's a company called Manual Cinema, and uh, they did a puppet Christmas Carol, uh, and it they did it live. They're a theater company in Chicago, and I think that they, uh, at the time that this podcast is coming out, they will have it available to watch if you're interested. So. If that sounds like something that you want to do, it's really cool and it's charming and they do a great job and it's uh, heartwarming and sad. I think you'd last, like it, Alex. Last year at the end of your party, we watched um, a Muppet Christmas Carol. So I know. So this is like a different, it's like Shadow Puppet Christmas Carol, uh, but it's no, great. It's not interested. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What video games? Um, what video games still playing talisman right now. And, uh, my buddy Andy and I are, uh, have been kind of like kicking around the idea of a board game that borrows a lot from talisman. So it's fun. It's fun to just have on, but other than that, not, not a lot of games. That's great. Um, I've been playing a ton of Tetris 99. Um, (laughs) great. After Claudio's, uh... yeah, yeah, he got me back into it, and you can just really zone out and get it going in that thing. Um, I'm not great, but I, I'm also not terrible. I've made it. I, I, uh, I've won once, and I've made it to uh, the top three once. And other than that, I usually die right around like the the uh, late twenties. Oh, I'm gonna get better. I'm also I, I've gotten back into Hades in a big way. Listen, <laughs> this. Uh, episode with jonah and talking about it we talked quite a bit about roguelike games it's like oh yeah and i uncovered like a whole other facet of the end game that i didn't know was there so i'm I'm having a blast with it Ooh, i'm gonna get into it at some point i'm sure and you know what that means right now though it's time for tipping our guests 
Pink Lotion, Eric Blood, and Rachel Ferguson's band just released Quarantine Dreams on YouTube. It's a very cool sort of um, imagined collection of music videos for their songs. It's great. Check it out there for Pink Lotion's YouTube. And then Chris Guerrero, Eric's neighbor and uh, past buddy, he had some short films win some awards I saw on Twitter. So I just wanted to shout that out. Great job, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Well done. You're killing it. But dude, Um, he works hard. uh, And that was... (laughs) In our guest. Uh, are you do you have like an audio file that you're playing oh every time oh my god some other things i i wanted to i i do want to get better by talking about this but itch.io and past games uh itch.io is ha- they're having a winter sale right now as well as a winter bundle that some of their editors uh, put together some of their favorite games at the moment um and cool. those guys know indie games so it's oh, worth yeah. checking them out um there's 2,264 games on sale, including a ton from this bundle, uh, ones that we haven't even talked about yet, as well as developers bundling their own games, which today offers that function. The sale ends on Tuesday, December 29th, uh, which is next Tuesday. So if you uh, you can buy them and send them as gifts, you can do all kinds of stuff. Buy stuff from itch.io. They're such a cool, wonderful service, and I get so much uh, joy from that platform and from the community there. Yeah, it's um, a great community. They all include Dicey Dungeons from Terry Cavanaugh, who created Super Hexagon. Very cool. 100% off. I picked that up today. Nine Lives of Nim is on sale, so it's Monster Pub and uh, a bunch of other games from developers uh, who have made games that we've played. Um, on top of that, Hive Time, uh, from a few weeks ago, they released a new update. So oh, that's if great. you're playing along with us, it might be worth dipping back into that. I thought that game was very, very fun. And if you haven't played it and uh, you need a nice de-stressor, that's the one to go to. Uh, Our guest this week is Jonah Cooper. Um, They're a comedian. uh, I would not say actor necessarily, but very funny internet personality. And they're also a budding t-shirt entrepreneur. Oh, the t-shirts. The (laughs) t-shirts. Check out Jonah's t-shirts, please. (laughs) They're so good. Um, (laughs) The cause is Brave Space Alliance. Uh, they're a, a black, uh, or rather, they are the first black-led, trans-led LGBTQ center located on the south side of Chicago, dedicated to creating and providing affirming, culturally competent, for us, by us resources, programming, and services for LGBTQ plus individuals on the south and west sides of Chicago. They strive to empower, embolden, and educate through mutual aid, knowledge sharing, and creation of community-sourced resources as they build towards a liberaliza- um, liberation of all oppressed peoples, a fantastic cause. Awesome. Uh, you can check them out and donate at www.bravespacealliance.org and uh, give them a follow on Twitter at BS Alliance, C-H-I, uh, BS Alliance, Shy for Chicago. Very cool. We donate to them. And if you didn't donate, send proof to bundle buddies, podcast at gmail.com. We'll shout you out on the show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, Jonah's so funny and cute and lovable. Uh, get ready to fall in love with them all over again. <laughs> if you're not already in love with them. I know I will. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, should, we, should we dive let's, in? Let's, uh, let's talk about you, Jonah. Yeah. Um, who are you? What's going on? What do you, what do you, what are yours, what, like... Video games. What kind of we, we say video games? We mean computer games, console games. We just do the whole thing underneath this bundle. Um, what sort of stuff do you like? And then we'll get into kind of your history with it. Sure. Uh, big. I'm a big gamer. Uh, nice. I I would say my my genres are generally RPGs, um, mm. but tr- but truthfully, 
that I feel like that's not even accurate recently because now that everything yeah. is an RPG in some ways. Sure. Yeah. I, and truth, and I like that. I like I'll I'll like and play every games. I just feel like I'm someone who does who rarely finishes a, a game. Mm. Most of the games I've finished are RPGs with like a compelling story that's part of the reason that gets me to the end. Oh sure, you know? yeah. You want Whereas to like every other game ends with you flipping the table over. You're like, I'm yeah, done with this game. No, tr- truthfully, it ends with me starting to play another game and not even realizing <laughs> I haven't gone back to the first game until months have passed. What's a, what's a recent game that you played all the way through? The last game I played all the way, all the way, all the way through. I So I have a terrible thing where if I love a game frequently when I realize that I'm that I'm at the very end, uh-huh. I will stop playing because I don't want it to end, and then yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll never get back to the ending. However, really? like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, for a, a game I did that with, for example, is Persona Five. You guys have played that. Uh-uh. Um, no, I, I started to. I, I, as opposed to you, like stopping at the end looked at like how much I had left and was like, okay, I think I got this. I mean, that's an enormous game. Um, yeah. And I got I got right up to the last boss fight and was like, yeah, after this, it's going to be over. So I don't want to do that right now. And then, of course, I never went back to it. Mm. And, and if I was going to go back to it now, would I start at the last boss fight? Absolutely not. That would be horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and chances are I would never make it to the last boss fight. So I'm just never going to beat that game. I beat Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, for sure. I beat that. Uh, I I have to say that a lot of the gaming I've played these days is in the like roguelike and or Magic the Gathering Arena uh, genres. Roguelike oh, yeah. Magic the Gathering Arena being a, its own game, which I am hopelessly addicted to unfortunately what do you play in uh okay we can let's dive yeah in you, you, eric uh, eric is now geared in oh um, let's talk are you doing standard are you playing limited constructed stuff uh right now i'm doing i'm playing historic what i was playing until the uh the uh standard refresh was brawl but the new uh, I like I think brawl and and singleton formats are kind of more fun for me because it just means that you get more joy out of or more variation out of sure. playing the deck. Uh-huh. Um, those those like four of every card decks feel so can feel so formulaic to mm, me. Sure. Um. So was really enjoying brawl, but the new, the new brawl meta is terrible and they they just did historic brawl for a week which was fantastic i played only that the whole time and That's then funny. when that event stopped i almost just was like i'm just gonna stop playing but i i did not i'm still playing historic constructed when did you uh start playing magic the gathering i was as when i was a kid for sure nice have you been playing like continuously through because i feel like i've known a lot of people who and i was one of these people who like I started in third grade, played for a little bit, and then it wasn't until like maybe five years ago when I realized other adult people were playing it again. So it's not quite that for me. Uh-huh. I feel like I have picked it up and put it down many times over the course of my life. And normally okay. it's like I find someone else who plays and I'll play with them for a little bit and then that stops. Most recently I started picking up again because I like 
my job had a Magic the Gathering like tournament Ooh. that happened over lunchtime. It was like, uh, um, you know, like like limited constructed where you just like get packs and, and make your deck out of whatever the packs you have. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and then of course I I I was playing. Um, Alex, you might have left Chicago before he started doing this, but Brunley had a cube uh, draft that he was hosting at his house. Um, that was fun, but the people who played were too good at cube drafting, and I'm really yeah. bad at that. So I would just get destroyed every time. That's, oh, that's yeah. always my experience with Magic. Is I like it a lot, but people are so fucking good at it, you know, that I just... <laughs> I... I I am I I think I'm an okay deck builder, but not in the way that drafting requires you to like remember what you've pulled recently. I need to be able to look at all the cards at once if I'm going to do anything. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And, and I think I'm a pretty good player in terms of like just the the strategy of the game. Arena truth truly makes Magic too accessible for me. Like I think oh, the sure. thing that. It kept me from ever getting really, really into paper magic. It's it's just like, it's kind of finicky and slow, and you, it's you know the the interactions can require a lot of like figuring stuff out and counting and and all that. With the arena, it's so streamlined that I just will. It's fast. Yeah, you can kind of just like play. You can like play eight games in a in a row yeah, and, in an hour. Yeah, and it's like. It gets weirdly upsetting because I think they're like, you know, a lot of the sort of like uh, kind of like the elements of like having a deck game, right, where you're so much reliant on chance, right? You know, you're trying to build in the best probabilities possible, but Magic has that way of just sort of being like, nope, this game, it was like this game was incredible. And then the next game you drew seven lands and you didn't do anything and you're like ready yes, to throw absolutely. your computer across the room. But for me, that's why I'm like, well, I'll just play another game. It's so easy and so quick. That oh, one God, thing was yeah. I guess I'll just concede and play another one. That's the problem. Rocket League has been like that for me. I got into Rocket League this year, and it's like you'll be going and you'll be cruising, and the set of people you're playing with is like so good, and then suddenly there's like one person who's just sort of not jiving with the rest of you, and it's like we just lost zero to ten. I feel like I had no role in that game. I'm like angry suddenly i've tried to i've been trying to like check in with my anger and rage while playing video games these days because i'm like this <laughs> some of this shit is like really getting to me and i need to step away before it actually like makes me aggravated i get that uh, i i really think that like that's a, a big part of it is like you, you know you kind of like pickle your brain yeah with this sort of like stewed rage all the time and, uh, <laughs> Are you talking about me personally? No, I think, Eric, I think it, you pickle your brain with this stewed rage all the time. No, but interesting that you went there because I could see, uh, you know, the, I'm well, seeing that, sort of some of this in action right now. Alex, don't you dare <laughs> fucking come for me. I will crush you. That specific, like, kind of competitive game, I feel yeah. like, yeah, like, I played Overwatch for a little bit. and Yes, that's the one I was going to talk about. That's the that's the, the rinse, uh, repeat one for me. That I I when I was living with uh, my friend Devin, he had a PS4, so we like were both playing it on his PS4, and then I just 
eventually I was just like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I, <laughs> yeah. That's no really. More, no more of this. That's, that's like sure strong willpower in you. Cause I feel like for me, there's never a like, I'm done moment. There's just so, sorry. I have to like <laughs> hiccup. All right. The hiccup is gone. Uh, this is great podcasting content right here. Talking about the hiccup. This is the what you leave podcast. in for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even, what was I saying? I was talking about, um, oh, for me, I get so attached and like honed in on a game, addicted to a game. And I, I never go like, okay, that's it. Like hard stop. I need to like cold turkey myself or like i don't need to cold turkey myself i need to find another game to wean myself onto Mm. for me for me the allure of specifically roguelike games Mm. that's uh, like if i find a new roguelike game i will play really horrible amounts of that game (laughs) until i find a new fix yeah Um, did you uh did you play hades yeah, absolutely. Well, I was playing the beta. I've been playing Hades since w- so so long before <laughs> it blew up. It actually became a problem for me because yeah. so so much of the dialogue in the finished game was not there when I was playing and like doing heats, and so like the game release, and I was like, I'm gonna get back into Hades, like because it's like they would do these big like beta releases every couple months, and I would play for a couple days, and then it's like I'd play through all the content that they'd released, and yeah. I was like. All right. Well, I'm done. It's so much of the time I played, nothing happened after you beat the game. There was it was yeah. just you, you died and went back, and there, there, the the whole story aspect was not there, um, which is how it was wow. right up until the last release. So now, yeah. like, I haven't beat that game because it, starting a new file sends me back through so much content I've already done, and with with the like roguelike formula of it, it's like. It, it won't even always trigger mm. right away. So it's like you have mm-hmm. to do more and more runs. And then now it's like, I want to get through that story stuff because I love it. I I think that is such an unbelievably well-made game. Yeah. That, yeah. Is, that, that one really had its hooks in me for a, a number of months. I mean, it's, this. yeah, it's almost, it's, it, I, that, I describe that as being almost a perfect game. Like I, I yeah. it, it, it is fun. It works so well. It, it it is balanced and it has a good story and it has beautiful art and, and everything that for me at the top of the roguelike tower um, are three games. It's Hades, Dead Cells. Have you guys played Dead Cells? No, no but I, I, that's another one of those ones that I've heard as a fan of the genre. You simply must. It, it is. Dead Cells is incredible as a kind of plat, more platforming arcade experience. Mm. It's like so responsive and it's so like yes you're getting better and stronger and and like there's that like rpg element but also it's like every time you die in that game it's like it's because you fucked up uh (laughs) and and you but then you see yourself actually getting better at the game and it's like so satisfying and then uh and then slay the spire you guys played that yeah Yeah, that's a that's a game i also uh absolutely adore so i I love Slay the Spire. And for me, Slay the Spire, well, I, I've, I mean, I'm actually going to open Steam right now just so I can see how many hours <laughs> I put on Slay the Spire. It's going to be upsetting to me to share this <laughs> or just really to see it and, and have, and be forced to face my, my shame. 
Uh, oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. 528 hours. Oh, Holy shit. <laughs> wow. That it, so it, it sits at the perfect zenith of like what I like about Magic the Gathering and what I like about roguelikes. Yeah, it, that that game took over my brain. I've I've said the last like 150 hours of that I've been playing it modded to like because the mods on Steam add more like replayability. And so like once I discovered that there was mods, I'm like, oh fuck, there goes another at least hundred hours of my life. Like, <laughs> did you, wow. did you put the new mod they made where you're playing as the bosses going back through and fighting the uh, like the good guys? No. Oh, that's fun. They they made they made <laughs> I, a mod. You're not. Tell me this because it's literally <laughs> what I'm about to do as soon as we're done recording. You're gonna be one of those like spinning, whatever the spinning wheel thing is. It is it's something like that. I, uh, I oh okay, I wait. I, I have played that. Thank thank God. Thank <laughs> God, I, I have played that one. Um. Well, that's fantastic. I mean, Slay the Spire is like the you know that it's so funny. You just said like Hades and Slay the Spire for me are in like the last maybe three years, two games that like really 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 grabbed me in like a, so in a serious way and there's I, something about it too like that it's that i i'm not necessarily a fan of roguelikes as a genre per se but i do really really like the best versions of those games you know like that like when something like that is very good it is so good like and the yeah. replayability it's just there's something sort of uniquely addicting about that where it's like oh yeah the game loop is like this and we actually made it so the game loop specifically was the draw you know more yeah. than anything else well it's, I a, like... it's an arcade experience exactly yeah it's also i the like ability to craft something where it feels like it's presenting you with these decision trees and the decisions you make have like radical implications kind of like down the line of the tree that you make right so like from the point of sort of picking cards that you're like, okay, I'm going to try and follow this sort of like string of thought right here. Let's see if I can like take this to the ultimate form of this deck. Like, I think that that's just like such like to me that just like scratches that itch on my brain where I like, sh that's why I show up to games a lot of well, the time. Specifically yeah. though, I, because like the, I think there's a, a really interesting thing to be said about like, in what way the choice affects it. Because the thing I like so much about roguelikes is like you make a choice and then you'll play through, but like dying is built into it. You're not, it's not supposed to be, you know, you're going to come back around really quickly versus if you're playing like a story game or into game where there are multiple like decisions, like affect like the different ways, the direction of the story goes. Yeah. I get so stressed because I want to choose the right one, the best one, the thing that's going to make the outcome I want to have happen. Yeah. And that actually weighs on me so much heavier <laughs> that like, I have a hard time playing those games sometimes just because even though mm. that, that those are like, hypothetically my favorite kind of games i get so stressed about that that it it like causes me like inaction you know i i, I can't like move forward versus roguelikes where it's like oh, i'll make this choice and then we'll come back to the next time i'll make a different choice and it's no yeah. big deal you know like it's built in that you're gonna make bad choices and learn and experiment with it yeah absolutely or you're gonna Game... take like a weird gamble yeah sorry go for it jonah i was gonna say that the the, uh, the other thing about this that i like is that like but you're still building something over time. Like yeah. that's rogue lights, I guess, versus rogue likes where like the ones that are really based on like the like old like net hack system that you know, where it's like it's 
each each playthrough is a totally unique thing that doesn't affect any other playthrough. Mm-hmm. Uh, those I I typically have much more difficulty with because it's like I played through it once and I'm like, well, I know how that is. Even if I could do it differently, mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. cheat. I, I don't get anything after for for doing that. <laughs> you need that reward system. Yeah. Is have you guys played i just remembered monster train if you like yeah. slay the spire you will like monster train unfortunately uh, <laughs> I, I have heard the monster train is very good i've also heard i think called uh griftlands is a game that i need to check out <gasps> griftlands i've not heard of I, that's exciting to me jonah uh can we go back a little bit what's um what's sort of like an early game experience that you that you have like early video game computer game or even you know board game experience okay so my earliest earliest uh video game memories uh involve like going over to my friend matt's house on snow days and uh playing video games on his computer he he would he would we would be basically landing him on his computer me on his dad's computer and mm-hmm. playing uh like dungeon siege not dungeon siege maybe dungeon siege it's, it's like an old uh diablo-esque hack and oh, slash cool. game that's fun uh and then what like i went to this like kind of crunchy private elementary school um was it a Monte- montessori school I-, I don't know because i didn't know what that meant at the time i was going there uh <laughs> and it, it, it wasn't said that it was in a way that i understood it but we had gotten these uh, Palm Pilots as part of a grant. I can't explain it, but my 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 friend Matt had figured out how to get a Super Nintendo emulator on the Palm Pilot, and I played Earthbound, uh, oh, hell yeah. which remains one of my all-time very favorite games. Earthbound's yeah. brilliant. No game is like, probably no game has influenced more my like, sense of humor outside of games like i feel like when i think about formative sense of humor things for me and i think about games like early games i really like like that's the only place where there's overlap uh yeah because i so okay i never actually played um earthbound that's uh, the ness one right that's with the like from smash bros right yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah, Earthbound is what's um, uh, what's that game actually uh, like? Uh, truly, like it's an RPG, right? It's it's like it, it's an RPG. So it's, it's a, a JRPG, JRPG, but it is set in sort of a proto present day kind of thing, and it's I think a, a key thing about it is that it's both very funny and just bizarre. Like Super there is strange. so like there's so much stuff in it that wouldn't necessarily make sense to you or like doesn't this like add up well, like makes way. sense to me personally like alex if uh, you're gonna yeah. fucking come to me if you're gonna come <laughs> at me right now then like that's messed up that's i'm He's obviously very kid. vulnerable yeah I, I'm, I'm speaking specifically to you like for you like your little pea brain it wouldn't really like make sense you know <laughs> oh, okay. but for for big brain people like me and jonah it's it's like walk in the park so eric here's an example one of the uh i don't get it one of the enemy types that you encounter that I always remember is scalding hot cup of coffee. Uh, 
and the reason I remember it is because it does this suicide attack where it oh, cool. spills all its coffee on your character and then dies, but that kept on killing me. Uh, when I when I first played through the game, so in like what like fifth grade, uh-huh. I just like I was like I don't understand how not to get killed by this scalding hot cup of coffee, and I just think that sentence is so funny. <laughs> Thinking back, that 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 this was the problem I was having with the game. <laughs> well, uh, ugh, I love those games. Alex, have you have you played Mother Three? Um, I have not. That's that's one that I I know I need to go check out at some point. It it required. It was never released. You right. need to install an emulator and, and get a, get like a hacked version of the ROM. Right. Exactly. Truthfully, I would help you with that if you want wanted to because that game's also <laughs> really incredible. And no, no, I'm the only person I know who's played it. I um I never played that. I did do that. They've released it now, but Sekindetsu, you know, the Secret of Mana series in Japan, like they release a second Secret of Mana that wasn't available in the United States for a very long time. Um, that had a lot of really cool elements and I did the ROM hack for that. Like I downloaded the translation and stuff like that. You feel like a genius when that stuff oh, works. Absolutely. The people who, uh, like put in the effort to fan translate those. Oh my those, God. Heroes. I'm, incredible. It, Cause that is like, they don't make any money off that. There's no reward. I'm sure it's really fucking annoying because of the space requirements of Japanese and mm-hmm. English character like there was a really cool um you know tim rogers the uh, video game reviewer from kotaku originally from kotaku and for many other things but now they have um, a a, um, patreon and they do these you know two hour long review of game reviews of games that are exhaustive in their details and in terms of like what's going on and he has an old series where he would go through the English translation of Final Fantasy VII and the Japanese translation oh and highlight the differences about like what like kind of mood or character differences you would have from these people like in the Japanese version because the the, the it's so nuanced. There's so much more going on in like the characters. That's um, lost in translation. Exactly, uh, and it. Uh, I mean, it's an ex- it's a an extensive series with a lot of work in it, and also is just like makes me want to learn Japanese desperately, you, you know, just to be able to to experience, you know, I I love JRPGs and to get to to have the sense of like, oh, you're really only playing a quarter of the game, you know, uh, if you have it in the English translation because of because you you miss so much is super fascinating to me. That's why we gotta all learn Japanese. I'm not gonna. <laughs> if there was ever a time that you were going to do it, it would have been this last I year. No, it would have been in like you know this sort of weird stopping moment. And uh... I have no self discipline, specifically for learning languages. I oh, me neither. It was I never didn't graduate high school because of the language requirement. Like I did fine in my other classes. It's just like really that's not how my brain works i yeah mine i math was always like i can do this this is this makes sense to me and then languages was like i i barely english is hard enough for me i'm it's too much (laughs) let's not learn japanese let's unlearn english oh that's that's great i would actually that that sounds like a reason to dedicate some time into like deprogramming your brain from english would be such a wild experiment that would be great you would i mean you'd be really impairing yourself in a lot of significant (laughs) 
feral children who who are not taught language at a young age they never become i mean you can teach them kind of oh. how to talk but not fully how to talk I, Alex and I know I'm not, I'm not we talking about feral children. I, we recently I, watched Nell, so I think we're kind of yeah. Experts on that's no big children. deal. It's okay, a, cool, cool, cool. Jonah, have you have you seen Nell before? Do you know about that movie? No, it's yeah, a truly bizarre early '90s Oscar bait vehicle for um, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, who she is plays there? a feral child <laughs> that Liam Neeson is trying to reach desperately. That sounds horrible. <laughs> God. It's full on Liam Neeson American accent too. So like, Nell, you have to learn how to do this. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> oh, it's an unbelievable man. film. It's... Uh, and I do say film. Yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed that. I noticed that. Yeah. So Jonah, uh, I, I love the idea of playing. Oh, so if you, if you like, if Earthbound's a huge game for you, there was another game we played in this bundle called Jimmy and the Pulsating Mass that has serious earthbound vibes uh, that's a game you can play through it's it's very not good. super duper big but it's it's um very very fun and very cool yeah and eric if you since you did like that so much earthbound uh would be a uh, uh an all-timer game for you i am certain of it okay let me just go back in time 20 years and get a super nintendo let me just get an, get an emulator you rube no no way i want the tactile experience no, you're you right. Can... I, feel, I, I yes, I can get it's it. It's on the Super Nintendo Mini. The, the... I actually, do you think I would actually enjoy it if I played it right now as an adult? Yes, one hundred percent. You think so? Absolutely. Yes. You don't think totally. you're because so I was playing Final Fantasy VII again as an adult, and that game, uh, I sort of stopped because I'm not as uh, I'm not as drawn in kind of now as I was I, when I was in sixth grade. I don't know. I don't know if you get through it, but and maybe I am looking back with 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 rose-colored nostalgia glasses, but I I really think that there's so much that is fun and strange in that game mm. that makes you want to beat it. Okay. The, the experience right. of those of that generation too. There's something I really really love about all of the RPGs released on the Super Nintendo specifically because the thing that Final Fantasy VII, why it is remembered so fondly, will be was because it was like wow look at how big these games can be now you know okay. and there is something very juvenile in like the 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 characterization of people and, and what's going on and for all the faults that game has it is like a really cool huge game but it doesn't hold up as well because you'll you you'll it's actually smaller than you remember mm. but that mm -hmm. game was so good at seeming big and that's what made it feel really really yeah. cool yeah. but these other games the super nintendo games are small it, because that's just it the, was the, you couldn't yeah. do big things back then and so they yeah. feel small uh but earthbound more than any other feels much bigger than you would imagine i i think it i think another it because it's one of those things where like you know like you, you watch a, a a cartoon you loved as a kid as an adult and you see jokes that you totally missed as a kid mm. earthbound's full of that yeah. uh now, the last time I played it, I think I played through and beat Earthbound probably like two and a half times. Mm. And the last time I beat it through, it was uh, beat it through is not. No, that's a, you beat things through all the time. Also, we know, through. Jonah, it's tough for you. So uh, we appreciate it. You, you took yeah. the time to beat it through. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. well, 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of deprogramming myself from English. Uh, <laughs> uh, I played it on a Super Nintendo emulator on my phone, uh, mm. uh, which you can only do if you have an Android, but the experience of having it be a handheld game is actually, it's great for that game. And really all of the Super Nintendo games, it's insane to me that Earthbound you can't buy on the switch and also then that they've never brought mother three over because it would cost them almost nothing to do and they're like rabid fan base for those games it's like it's a cult classic would absolutely buy them on their switches we all got switches people who like earthbound what are you doing nintendo what do you get everybody at nintendo and say bring Bring Earthbound to Switch. Hashtag bring Earthbound to Switch, Nintendo. I mean, for our, our our small listener base, we'll have a drop in the bucket in terms of the, the number of folks out there who are begging Nintendo to do exactly like I mean, that. I've got, my, I've got a this. Twitter account that's just set up to at Nintendo and ask them that for that exact thing. Um, another game, Jonah, I don't know. Did you ever play Chrono Trigger? Yes, loved Chrono Trigger. That's that's my Earthbound. Was uh, that that game uh, completely blew my mind wide open in terms of what a a, uh, a video game could be? That, that game's incredible, and that that game I played maybe two to three years after Earthbound when I was mm-hmm. when I was like, wow, I loved Earthbound. What's another game like that? And then I I someone recommended Chrono Trigger, and I was like, yep, this is great. Yeah, it's, what it's, are other- it does so much well it's i mean it's a very different game but like in terms of it's sort of complex it it just strokes a different part of your brain in a very gentle wonderful way yes absolutely okay so we got we got earthbound on the palm pilot which is a truly uh what an incredible way to play that game the first time through you know wild Uh, (laughs) so i guess i I guess the first time through i also played it as a handheld that's interesting uh uh, so other games that were big for me, I didn't have any game system until I got a GameCube late in high school, and then I got a Wii, and then I got a Switch. Mm-hmm. Mostly, I, I, I play games on my computer. Mm. Um, I am going to get a PS5. I'm very excited about it. It'll be, oh, my nice. first, my, it'll be my first console. Basically, I was like, I, I'm not going to keep on buying gaming computers as an adult. It's insanely silly way to spend money that's so Uh, funny because i'm like starting to lean i have friends who are like just really leaning on me to get a gaming console or not console like computer right now and to abandon the consoles because i've pretty much always been console so truthfully right now because of what xbox is doing with games where all xbox games are going to be playable on the pc like mm-hmm. I, I do, I do like that. And my my laptop right now, which is a gaming laptop that it is pretty powerful, that I bought because I wanted a powerful video editing machine. But I okay. secretly, secretly was like, this is also going to be my powerful gaming machine. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's held up enough. Like I'm I'm right now playing the new Assassin's Creed game, which is by the way so good. Oh wow. yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I, that's not a series that I really ever got into. No, same. In this, games. this game feels like they like they took all the right lessons from 
the success of The Witcher 3, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Breath of the Wild. Wow. And they put them into this game. And I've, I'm like, I, I don't, I, I'm sort of surprised because I feel like, yes, it's a AAA game, but like there wasn't like a huge, it didn't have like a huge moment. And I'm playing it through, I'm like, this is so much fucking i like the the ability to just run around on uh rooftops that game nails it it's always nailed it but like there's something just so viscerally fun about that and i i haven't played it in like 20 years right or you know however it's just long. not on my that's not on my yeah. radar really it, but it, i i i hadn't oh i played odyssey and i was because i was like it's got more of an rpg and less of like a platformer aspect and odyssey was okay yeah and that's the, that's really the only one i've played like i even like tried to play because it, it, it was not on it was not on pcs before that i didn't have the console for it um but valhalla and i know we're, we're all gonna be we're all gonna be playing uh cyberpunk really soon but god i'm <laughs> I've, I've played i put, put up 40 hours into that game and it's like it's the first thing that's it's the first like big story game that's pulled me out of my like compulsive cycle of rogue rogue lights and magic the gathering that I, is like the video game hole i've fallen into during covid that it, well it's got an end which may be which might be upsetting to you right like that's the i feel the, like i'm gonna beat this i feel like i'm gonna beat this game uh, optimistic for me to say but like i really am like ah, this is just so much fun i can't see myself putting it down until i beat it because it, it's just what is it like? Sixty hours? Hundred hours? Somewhere around there. I'm like yeah. forty hours in. Yeah. Is is there a deck building game inside of it? Is there a game like a Gwent? Is there a Gwent? So that yeah. You could just like absolutely disappear inside of it. Kind of. It's called uh, Orlog, and it's a <laughs> it's a it's a dice game that oh, is not is not desk it's not deck building, but it is. It's I'm like oh. They made a really fun little mini game here. Like this is this is satisfying. Every time I see an Orlog player, I sit down and I I keep on playing them until I beat them. Which because it's dice, it's like sometimes you're just not going to beat them. Uh-huh. And, then, and then I get up and leave, and it's like it's really good. They've also got uh, this like it's this is kind of stupid. It's called flighting. It's like this kind of like it's like basically like year. 986 England uh, freestyle rap battling. Uh, it reminds me of <laughs> Curse of Monkey Island. Have you ever guys have ever played Curse of Monkey Island? No. Uh, Curse of Monkey Island three, or Monkey Island three, the Curse of Monkey Island. Uh, it, it's a pirate game, and 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 yeah. it's a point and click adventure. And when you're on your pirate ship and you're fighting other pirates, it was it was just this like rhyming conversation game where you had to beat them by like picking better rhymes uh, <laughs> um and that's and this, what in this one that's, that's a, a, entirely what it is like they'll they'll like say something to you and then you'll be given three choices it's like two of them are going to rhyme one of them is not and of the two that rhyme one of them is going to be in the right like meter uh, as the other person and one of them is not so it's like there's a there's a bad answer an okay answer and a good answer and oh, that's cool and and this this is the mini game that 
And this is interesting because it's a combination of some of the like like the charisma tree in like any of any of your Skyrim Bethesda games where it's yeah. like or like Mass Effect where like this is it is worth it to invest in this because it helps your conversations. But this is just this mini game that like you find these people and it, it ups your charisma and then you get to kind of do these cool conversation choices later. And I, I I'm like, ah, creative implementation of a a you know a mechanic I've seen before. I really appreciate it. That's I, uh, that's that is that sounds really fun. Like that's a great point. As opposed to like having to waste like points that you would otherwise on like doing cool shit in the game. Oh, like, I hate the I function. hate spending money or like spending points on charisma yeah. in I, game. I almost always will have my charisma maxed out because I hate yeah. to see a, a conversation choice and not that is the always the coolest one that makes you <laughs> that makes you the biggest you know like badass and then not be able to pick it i mean that is the that that's the correct sort of delayed gratitude reaction as opposed to me being like well i do want to shoot arrows better right i want to hit them with my sword when i hit them with the sword it doesn't die so i want to do better at that in general these three games all felt really uh playable and approachable and fun in a way that maybe we haven't gotten so this this is certainly in my contender for best game week that we've had um so why don't we start with a new life uh which was the one that eric mentioned earlier he was excited to talk about it's a visual novel interactive fiction game 2d atmospheric casual cute lgbt romance uh story rich game by angela hay h-e or uh hey maybe I'm, I'm getting the pronunciation wrong but that's life sorry uh description a classic love story meet mary grow old but when your loved one hurts you, what do you do? Is it better to love and be hurt than never to love at all? Question mark. Oh, I don't know if I, I don't know if my loved one ever hurt me. Did your loved one hurt you? I was just thinking that no. And so this seems like a because I was, as I was installing it, I was looking at it. I was like, oh, so there's multiple endings. And I'll be honest, I only played through once to get to one ending. And that's because it that ending made me sad. I I should say right now, uh, we are going to spoil quite a bit about the game. This is a quick game. We have to spoil the game. Let's before we get into the spoiler part of it, let's talk really quickly um, about the things that we like about it that aren't plot oriented. I thought the art and the music and everything is gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Very pretty. Yeah. And and without talking about the story, it tells a good, compelling story. It's well written. it, like that part felt uh, like just like natural. It didn't seem too stilted to me. And then it's so funny. I love the the little beep boop talk. Mm. <laughs> you know? yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm like fine. Don't pay any voice actors. Although I'm available, just call me. <laughs> I the like there was this like very twee element to me. And that game. I it's like so oh, yeah. cute in anime. It's, it's very uh, much it. like I feel like there's this thing with a lot of these um these kind of you know sort of narrative kind of fantasy you know like there's some of the some of the dating sim kind of things also like there's something that feels very high school about a lot of these it, you know not necessarily in that it's a um it was. I don't know if it was made by a high schooler or not, but like, there's 
like all of these things kind of drag me to a high school place in my mom in my mind and this game did that especially it's in my mom. it's it's in my mom Oh that, my god, that's so Freudian! Oh my god, I'm a teenager again. Well, you're, oh my god. you're just you're just deprogramming or something. Like <laughs> Going Great all the way have... back to my first words. Yeah, we mom, went too mom, far. Mom. <laughs> Great to have that conversation at the beginning of the podcast, because then anytime anyone messes up speaking, we can just can incorporate. It becomes a wonderful callback. It'll become in, it'll be part of like the the parental advisory at the beginning of every show, just like. Warning: These these podcast hosts are deprogramming themselves from English. They will say complete nonsense things. Be prepared. Make less and less sense as this process continues. <laughs> it's like the story of quarantine is just our brains slowly mm. melting. Um, one of the elements of this, to to hijack the point you were making, is just it, it's like a kind of a playable Tumblr, if it makes sense. Like yeah. There's sort of a hazy Instagram filter over everything. There's wonderful lo-fi music playing in the background a lot of the time. Um, gorgeous art that just like is really, yeah. really attractive and, and lovely. It sort of draws you in. Watercolor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really yeah. beautiful. And then, so the spoilers, I think, start here. Uh, so if you haven't played the game and you're interested at all, I would stop playing. Or I'd stop listening right now. Um, uh, yeah. So clearly this was made this year. Yeah. 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 Uh, it takes place during COVID, and I—it's no, a relationship I mean, between two women who meet and fall in love, and you are sort of there for it. There's some choices you make that impact things here and there, but the the really big choice you make is basically like, at what point do you introduce heartbreak to these people? Because there's an option at the very beginning of the game to say, "Can can I sit here?" And if you say no then the game ends that's it you can't go any further oh for real yeah didn't know that but that does make sense so basically no matter what's going to happen if you just choose things that feel positive this relationship moves forward and you see this very sweet thing happen but at a certain point th this the one of the people dies no matter what you do from what i understand yes okay <laughs> if because you're right it's like at some point during the game, you experience heartbreak. If you say no to her and don't let her sit next to you at the very beginning, you have avoided heartbreak. Your heart's not broken. You don't know this person. <laughs> that's, what you, that's, that's, not the, that's not the bad out early ending. That's, that's the, the game's only win condition. The only, <laughs> only way it can end well. I, I'm um, assuming that heartbreak means that you've lost the game here. <laughs> for this well, point. it's i mean it's such a because we've this is now the second game in this bundle that we've encountered that uh sort of alludes to coronavirus maybe it's the third right or, or like not even alludes to it's like pretty pretty they, they, yeah this explicit. this is about the coronavirus even though it, was it, it what was it called the, oh god that i mean that was one thing i i really did not like the more big a virus is what it was called more oh, big a virus oh yeah well it's it's interesting and it it kind of speaks to the way in which this bundle itself is a time capsule right that stops kind of at the i would say maybe end of april or may right so it's just sort of like you know some or, or whatever point 
was like the final game that was developed before it went into this bundle. And so like, this is about like early coronavirus, right? Like, so there are these kind of impulses of people like immediately reacting to it. And I think that that's really interesting, right? Like in some ways, this is a person who developed this thing and either they are using it in order to kind of cope with their own trauma or they're using it, I think, in a way to sort of cope with a general trauma. And it's like very sad and it's very to, to me I, I will say in this one it, it did feel more general because yeah there's basically the, one of the lovers can get coronavirus um and then die of that or, or more big a virus than this or you make it through and then they die of heart failure you know or like a tumor oh so, really did so Eric, what you're saying is when the person was at the grocery store you asked for the snacks and you didn't tell them to buy a mask or no anything? i told them to go home okay Oh, I said, I come to, home. I said, I come home from that grocery store. And she came home and she died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I played it like really late at night. So like Camille was lying next to me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it was really sad. I am. Um, so Jonah, I'd love to hear about your playthrough. And then I have some funny things to share about mine. I, I always picked the option that I was like, that was the, the nicest and most emotionally open. I was like, this is look. Yeah. I, I, for, for me, it's like, I kind of didn't want, I was like, I didn't want to suddenly be playing a game about like a messy breakup or, or whatever, not not knowing where it was going. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, this it's game really pulled the rope it up on you. Well, you know, it, the, the this kind of uh, love story is something that I feel like if I, was presented to it in another way it would not be nearly as effective or yeah, effective yeah. at all but there's something about like just the kind of slowness of it mm. and the art and the music and how it was all going together um like that was really well done because honestly it, it's kind it like like if you took all that away which you can't like that is what makes this game good uh it's kind of like not there's not like a whole bunch there and no. right yeah and but but because of how it was presented i was like all right cool, cool. Like, this is really interesting like i i appreciate storytelling in this way uh and then just beca because like i was playing this game in in you know where i live right now which is my mom's basement uh because of the coronavirus and i'm like by myself here and, yeah. and, then, and then and then i'm like all right so like and then she dies of the coronavirus. Which I was not, I was not seeing. I, I mean, I guess I, I, did, I assumed some tragedy was coming because of the tone of the game, and because I was like, oh, this is this is about coronavirus. Well, someone's going to die. Uh, and then I got to the end, and I was like, well, that was very sweet and very good. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play no. through and get to another ending because that I'm sad. Yeah. But truly, I have I have avoided media that will make me sad during this time. I'm like, why don't why? I'm so sorry you have to play this game. Well, I think that that's I mean that's in some ways um, kind of what I'm talking about. Where I feel like there was an early point when when it was new and novel, and we were all just sort of like always novel. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, but like, but while we were, while it was kind of like, there was a moment I think where people who were making things wanted to look directly at coronavirus, but I don't think anybody is in the, I, I think you, I think very few people are in the headspace where they actually want to um, consume fiction about coronavirus right now because it's so real and it's so visceral and it's so all around us that I think a lot of people want escape. I want escape. Absolutely. And and now that you say that, I think like, oh, if I was to play this in five years, you know, yeah. with coronavirus as an unpleasant memory or, or I mean, not that this whole year has been unpleasant, but I'm like, oh, that that was a crazy year or two of my life and, and everyone that then, then like, yeah. you'll have, you have the context for it. But for right now, I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm, it, you know, sunsetting really early. I'm just trying not to be sad right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great place to end. So th- what do you guys think? Are you a pass or play on this game? Jonah, let's start with uh, you. Oh, I mean, play. It's good. Yeah. Play it. I'm yeah. also a play. Yeah. I, you know, I think the like narrative, or the it's sort of a choose your own adventure thing, right? So there's not a ton of like actual gameplay in there as far as like game is concerned. But yeah, as far as a thing that is sort of a little kind of package of like an experience, like auditory visual kind of like narrative, I think it's a it's a play for me too. Right, that's a triple play. You know what that means? Oh, give me that sound effect. Play, 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 play it. <laughs> The next game we played was Platform Fighter, a fighting platformer local multiplayer um, game by Jail and Hedzek or Hedziki. Um, description up to four players, beat down your friends, make them feel intense dread, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's kind of like a Super Smash Bros. 64. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. I think uh, melee is what they were going for even more. Oh yeah, black and white, um, yeah. and uh, pretty rudimentary graphics, and it almost felt like, um, you know, whereas in a lot of fighting games, you can kind of like, there's always the generic kind of like punch kick muscle dude right but like this game didn't feel like it had any generic characters to it and it was just an entire game of like mr game and watch yeah type I, characters i love i loved the characters yeah. that they put in it, it's it's like first of all like as i was starting it up like i don't know for you guys for me i was like controlling it and navigating the menus i was like this is Oh yeah, yeah. Up top, it was a little rough. This is difficult, actively yeah. difficult. Yeah, and and then to like learn how to play the game against the CPU was hard. Mm-hmm. But what I would have loved to do is play it for a first time with someone else. Yeah, it's yeah. a multiplayer game. And I was just thinking, like, I do think like when my brother next visits home, like I'm gonna we're gonna play this game yeah. again together because I think it'll be fun and silly it reminds me it's a it's a couch game like uh you guys ever play samurai gun yeah no that's a great game i love samurai gun so good you're not gonna play it by yourself no there's no reason to no reason Mm -hmm. to. yeah um yeah this is a a bad covid game (laughs) it's a very bad covid game that's a great point (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I think that like against the CPU was definitely also that CPU was fast. Like the like <laughs> general, I was like, oh man, I really cannot cannot hold my own against this. I did you did any of you settle kind of on a character that you liked? No, I just I, I basically only played for you know about a half hour and just tried out all the characters to see. That, that's what I did. Yeah, I like what it was. Goblin. Like. I got into Goblin a bit. So that was oh, yeah. the one with the bomb and the um, the parachute. Like you could fly up a little bit and throw knives. So that was the character that I felt like I developed the most kind of like it, like actual that, strategy with. Yeah, it seemed like the most ex- like accessible in terms of like wh- how the moves worked yeah because uh, it yeah. was pretty clear that did you guys play as the the shape which one's the, like the triangle yeah, the, <laughs> the triangle thing is, is like the it's like a pyramid basically. uh-huh yeah i, I played that one i was like what am i doing i could not <laughs> figure it out no and then i played against it i was like all right i need to make a cpu this character so i can figure out what it's supposed to look like the cpu absolutely wiped the floor with me <laughs> I, I, I still can't figure out what it was like i i don't know how you're supposed to play that well no no there's definitely a couple there was one also where it was like a little circle running around and arrows kind of sort of piling up on its head and it seemed like it couldn't do cabbage. anything. What's up? Is that the cabbage? No. Maybe it was a cabbage. Yeah, but then it was like then suddenly it would do a big like super attack, but I couldn't figure out. I mean, it was yeah, Goblin was easy because it was like all right, this has three attacks. It doesn't seem like anything is kind of charging, um, and it can kind of recover easily. But yeah, it's it's interesting to sort of encounter a game like this, right? Where you know the three of us kind of casually sort of scrape the surface on it and i'm so curious to see to know if there's like another level down there like if this group of like you know i don't know how many people developed this maybe it's two people like are the two of them just like super good at this and like can go head to head and it's like watching a chess match or is it just sort of like yeah i don't know it's it's interesting right with a game that is because like with something like smash bros you're like oh okay there were like people that developed this and made sure it was good and then people who started to figure out kind of weird all the exploits in it yeah other things inside of it is there that kind of a thing built into this do you build a thing like that when you're developing or is it like i don't think so i don't think any of those things were ever designed to be in smash like and and the discovery of them is all like just the fact that people have played that game so much more than it ever could possibly conceivably have been tested. Almost like, as much as you've played Slay the Spire, I think. I, not quite. <laughs> not quite. But, you know. I, I think you're right on. Action. I think you're right on, Jonah. And it's definitely exemplified by the fact that every Smash Brother they've put out since then has been like sort of looked down upon by the melee mm-hmm. community because they're like oh it does like they they made it too smooth and like slow and weird and none of the things that we like about it, the fast pacedness all the exploits we figured out work anymore or exist they got well, rid of and, them and each smash game has its exploits like yeah. uh, uh the smash game that i only ever got kind of good at was brawl um mm-hmm. and that was the I, switch one the first switch one 
No, or that's no. the Wii one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and and I, I have the Switch one, but it's like I was I, Brawl's the game I played in college with college roommates, where it was like we'd probably play at least once a week, and you know it's yeah. just like a way to like just pass time. And so I got really good at it, and we were very competitive. With with the, the new Switch one, I never spent that time on it because I just mm. was not. I don't know. It's just not a thing in my adult life. My brother, though, that's that's their college game. My brother's eight, eight years younger than me, so mm-hmm. he, he just got out of college, and he, they played a ton of it. And so he comes home and just absolutely destroys me. And and, <laughs> and and part of it is because my brawl skills only sort of translate, and there's like big differences. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. different. I so. Point being, like, for, for this game specifically, you know, there's a different set of rules. And one of the things that I really love about it is is it is, like, has a great sense of humor and is very, very bizarre in a very specific way. And, like, you know, the, one of my favorite people to play as was F-16. Yeah, F-16. You know, like, <laughs> F-16 was great. Uh, I, I, I think if I, if I was going to play this more, I would try to get good at the sun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> played that a bit and i was really enjoying it yeah there there seems the the one of the things too is it, it'd be interesting to like really sink some time in this with people like uh, on a couch over the course of an yeah. evening Absolutely. uh because specifically because like i i wonder if there is just like how balanced it is or if it's just like you'll find the op characters and then suddenly someone will just be mopping the floor with everyone else every round until someone oh, else yeah. figures it out like to There's... me something like this is so immediately like difficult but also very accessible at the same time like if if you figure out like uh, there, there'll be you'll be figuring out everything like in real time so every 15 minutes or half hour or hour or something like that someone else is going to suddenly become the best person when they like crack the code on a specific character yeah so i i'm gonna recommend this game to my brother because he's still living like very much the way i did in college and he's mm. quarantining with like a group of like five dudes and they played so much smash that he's like sick of it and it seems like it would be this game would be so much fun to just like figure out with a group of people and like laugh your way through it and die in silly ways um yeah it's definitely like it's weird enough that like i feel like this is exactly like a perfect hipster game you know what i mean like it's just oh my god just you like four hipster friends like sitting around and just getting into this like fighting game like it'd be incredible right get a drinking game get your pbrs out like it sounds so that sounds like something i'd really enjoy it sounds like hipster sounds so uh like do you think i'm being derogatory yeah yeah it's cool. It's artistic. It's weird. It's strange. You well, know? I just mean like, yeah, I don't like if you want to get good at like Smash Bros, play Smash Bros. You know what I mean? But like if <laughs> well, you want to like experience, I feel like and I say like, I, yeah, 10 years ago, I would have with my roommates gotten like really into this fucking game. Here's what makes it a history. Hist- well, again, English language. Uh, here's what makes yeah, a history it, game. Here's what makes it a, a, a hipster game in a way that is. It's like okay, so let's say you start playing this with three other buddies. At that point, if you played it 
probably more than five hours, you cannot introduce this game to anyone else. <laughs> because you're going to be so much better at them. Yeah. And they're not going to have a good time. Did you guys ever have a... I, had, I remember this from college specifically because I was... I was like pretty good at brawl among the people I played with. I like had met someone new and they invited me over to like play smash brothers at their house. And I, I went over and the, the degree at which you can be good at smash brothers is enormous. Like, Oh yeah. I, yeah. I was, I was good amongst my roommates and some of the other people I had played. Yeah. I was so far from good compared to this person. <laughs> <laughs> that it was it was just really not fun like oh, yeah. like like we each have four lives and i have lost all of them and not done any damage to them and I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm not a sore loser I'm like, okay, I'm like all right like it doesn't matter what buttons i press i can press no buttons and press all the buttons and if the outcome's the same that's not fun and it's also i mean this person <laughs> was weird. Uh, it's weird. weird. <laughs> Did and they fun. just continue and, mopping the floor with you? I feel like the, like in this way. The 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 like respectful thing to do is then like pick a character you're not very good at and just sort of like casually play, right? Yeah, totally. which is exactly what I what I do. What, like, yeah, if I'm gonna play that game with people who don't play it a lot, like it, it's it's sociopathic to and that, just like invite you over and then wipe the floor with you. <laughs> that's a crazy thing to do. <laughs> Uh, and maybe this person thought like, that I now, was now I'm going to eat lunch and you're going to watch me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but in that way, this game, it like, like as soon as you get used to it, you can't play with anyone who's not used to it. Oh yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I made me a little bit sad about playing this by myself. Was just the thought of like, oh, I'm lo losing the experience of discovering all the weird odds and ends with, like, in, in the presence of other people and having a good time with it. And now, you know, I I bet like someone could get up to it pretty quickly. But like, if it, Jonah, your point is so correct. If you are like living with a group of people who all like to play Smash Brothers, uh, this game is like made for you and you like no. you suck at smash bros and you want to level the <laughs> playing field you're like you want to just you want to introduce a game where you can maybe get better at, than anyone else at it everyone starts from zero I, if you're yeah. quarantining with a group of friends who like playing games this seems like a gift yeah completely. <laughs> and i'm sure it's it's uh i'm let me check how much it is it's um you can buy it for five for four fifty it's great. So Go for if it. If there's four of you, you each got to pay a dollar. And, <laughs> and then loser plays wow. that extra 50 cents. Oh, that's a good idea. Loser at some other game. So you're going to have to buy another game first. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why not so, get Assassin's Creed Valhalla? <laughs> that's going to cause set you back more than 450, unfortunately. <laughs> right. But then you'll have a really good game. <laughs> um, so uh, pass or play, folks. Eric, uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a play. This is a weird one. It's definitely in that kind of uh, weird realm of games. It's uh, super indie, super uh, yeah, uh, tactile and strange. 
and I think you you two hit the nail on the head where if you're sort of stuck with somebody and you want a thing to get competitive at where you're going to start from like ground zero and really try to figure some shit out then like 100% go for it this one's uh, for you it's a play Jonah uh, yeah uh, pass your by yourself play if you're people mm-hmm. yeah 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 and I'm a big time play it's the it is funny and like interesting humorous ways and it's sorry not interesting humorous ways it's funny in interesting ways and very strange and cool feels as much uh it, it, it the game itself is more fun and better than i feel like it has a right to be given how silly it is, how <laughs> it is. Like, yeah the core yeah. game actually is pretty fun and that's something cool to check out so i'm a play nice uh, and you know what three plays means let's hear it play, 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 play it <laughs> <laughs> Love it, folks we love to hear it um, will you put some like reverb on it uh no i don't know how to do that okay moving on to the last game which is that's that if it gets no extra stank the stank that it has is enough it's, it's got tim put plenty of stank on us to on it to begin with so we're we're good <laughs> next up was uh plunge a action adventure puzzle game uh roguelike uh, from Spooky Buns Games, description, it's time to take the plunge. Enter the adventure of Billy, the billionth prisoner of a wacky medieval mega prison who longs to find freedom on the other side. Rather than try to climb her way out, Billy realizes the only way to freedom is to escape further into the depths below. Dodge, dash, and defeat a wide variety of guards, creatures, and otherworldly beings bent on pre- uh, preventing passage in this exciting turn-based dungeon plunger. Nominated for the 2017 PAX Rising Showcase, 2016 and 27 Portland Retro Gaming Expo Showcases, the 2019 PAX 10 selection, and multiple showcases with Indie Mega Booth at PAX West and GDC. So this was a well-received game. Oh, I and had never heard about it. This game fucking rules. It oh was my God. so great. What a delight. From, like, just yeah. go. It was so fun. Like, I when, you know, when you encounter something, because it's funny about... Uh, not too long ago, we played um, Death of the Corpse Wizard, right? Which was another kind of turn-based, uh, gritty. It's so funny! You're at, I thought about that a lot while I was playing this game, and that game. My big critique of it was like to like use your power. It took your life, right? So like, Jonah, if you wanted to use your lightning attack to like kill skeletons, it hurt you. So like, you almost weren't encountered to like, or you weren't encouraged to play the game. And when I started playing this, like. The fact that like clicking and just like zooming across this map felt so much fun was like so attractive right off the bat. Like I was just I felt so encouraged to play the game because of like how fun it was, like how fun the basic mechanic was of just like zipping across and then like zipping to attack. Like so from the beginning, I was like, I'm very into this game. I I'm we talked before about how much I love roguelite games and I truly, I do have a soft spot for puzzle games as well. Mm-hmm. This checks both of those boxes in a really good way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I also was like, dang, um, how did I not hear about this? It seems like something I would have already run into. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, super fun. I, I, how, I, I don't know how far you guys got. <clears throat> I made it about so I I sort of stopped after my first run halfway through the second world and I never actually beat the second world. 
Yeah, I did never beat the second world either, but I will 100% be coming back to this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is the game from this from this week. This was the game that I was like, oh, I want I want to go and play this game. Like, and it wasn't even like I want to play it to like try and have a nice take on it. I was like, I want to beat this game. Yeah, like, I think it's probably, I mean, based on what I know, it's got to be one of the best games in the bundle. Uh, I, it's Jonah, I, it's, I totally agree with you. It's so weird that this game is not a bigger deal. This is so fucking fun and good. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it was, it's really great. And I feel like, yeah, because I died and was like, oh, and I've, I've unlocked some stuff for future runs and I'll, I'll know more. And, and it's it's got that element where it builds upon itself. But it's also got like that that good, good puzzle element where I'm like, you know, that that I feel like gives gives you that. I, I love feeling that the satisfaction of like, oh, I got it here. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. because like so the way that the game kind of works is you're dropped onto these grids and it's also got that like Sega Genesis art style to like, I think yeah. that the, the cover art is maybe the worst art of the, the game. You know what I mean? Like the game itself feels cooler than the cut, like it's, whatever. It's sort of that grotesque R crumb mad magazine kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like the, the rat in like the drag racer going. Like, uh-huh. Um, so it's like bizarro and like sort of disgusting and grotesque. It's great. Oh, it's cool. But you're you're moving around and you're you'll push the direction and the character will go to at like the extent, the far distance, sort of like a rook on a chessboard, but it can only go as far as it possibly can move across the board kind of thing. So the interesting puzzle elements are like, how can I drag this around to get my character so that they're on track to sort of be on these spaces. And I think you're right, Jonah, that that is like, it was fun, right? Like the like mental exercise and the way that the game encouraged you to play kind of quickly, right? Like it encourages you to, to play quickly, but you really don't need to. And so the pacing oh, yeah. is perfect where it's like, when you want to just move quickly through it, you can move quickly through it. And when you want to like take a second to like actually plan out the next couple moves, you could do that too. When I started playing, I was under the assumption that there was some going to be some sort of either reward or punishment system for the amount of moves I was using to clear this. Sure. Uh huh. And uh, because that is a puzzle game that is built like that. That's what I expect out of it. Right. The fact that that wasn't an aspect and it was really like, no, I mean like, you can experiment. It's just like, can you do it without getting hurt? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Really frees you up. And, and I appreciate that it, that it did not have that. Yeah. That sort of restrictive element. I think that there's, I, I think a lot of times like having people can build in too many restrictions into their like mechanics especially yes, I, it's difficult but the difficulty doesn't come from the choices you have to make to limit yourself which is like something i really really loved mm-hmm. like it's it's the puzzles or taking damage or figuring things out and making mistakes but it's it's not like you don't have to do that mental math of like oh geez if i go do this then you know this is gonna happen or yeah, even like the like smoke the the smoky floor thing that confuses you every time you step on it like there's like a fun element to that that wasn't even like actual strategy it was just like can you remember that like when you're standing on this thing 
you have to click the other direction, right? Like it doesn't actually introduce an active like physical deterrent in the world, but there were times that it fucked me up. It like it like fucked my brain up a little bit, and it was just enough to be like, oh, that was fun. Like I made a stupid choice because I clicked the wrong direction because I kind of got in the habit of clicking in the wrong direction and like ah it, like truly delightful <laughs> what a delightful uh, experience yeah I, also like thinking about the way in which that puzzle elements and roguelite elements are combined like imagine a puzzle like i've never played a puzzle game where like oh you're giving a given a potion and when you use it you, you don't know what it does yeah like that's super wild for me because it's like oh like like the first the, the first time I got the uh, the the one that turns your screen upside down, which actually, think about how that game works. You guys may or may not have actually gotten if it was truly. No, yeah, I, I never. I, I did get that one and it fucked me up. It, no, <laughs> my brain, my brain simply does not, does, it is, is, does not work in the way that it's required to, to do that well. It, uh, and yeah, I, I was like, oh no. No, when's it going to go away? When's it going to go away? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm taking so much damage. Yeah, I got one. Completely. I got one that gave me like a hover element to it, so I couldn't escape the puzzle because I needed to like land on one of those smoke floors. Like I, I needed the friction element of the puzzle. So as soon as I got the hover thing, I had to float around in a circle <laughs> until it was finally done. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. now I. There's, yeah. there's also an element funny. to it. Yeah. Um, where uh, a- after every couple of floors, there will be a shopkeeper where you, there's no currency system, which I loved. So you just choose a power up. Yeah. Um, try. So you actually can create different builds that will affect, you know, sort of the how much damage you do or some conditions for like healing. Uh, like a lot of different things can get affected by it. So, you know, by the time you go through it, if, if you die on the boss a couple times, you can try different builds that will make it better Uh, and i actually was able to do that like oh i I keep on dying at the first boss if i combine these two things that's the kind of attacks i've been doing the most of the boss i should be able to beat him much more effectively oh did you get like the attack from afar exactly yeah Yeah. just like swung into it to do extra damage and then also uh you know the vampire getting extra health sometimes when you kill some people oh i never i never got a vampire um it was because there, there's one that says, like, if you hit different people every turn, then you'll get, like, added uh, damage. Oh, okay. So if you hit the lumps of clay or metal or something like that, that counts as, like, hitting something oh, different. So you're yeah. just oh, constantly fun. charged up in, in, in that final boss fight, slamming into people. It's great. That's cool. Yeah, this I when as soon as they, like, as soon as... Because at first I felt like the game was maybe a little too easy in some ways like it was just sort of it was almost like too easy for the amount of things you were sort of doing does that make sense like it wasn't like like i I just felt like at some point i was cutting through butter in in terms of like how i was playing through it as far as puzzle like yeah the first because there are fewer restrictions it makes it pretty easy as a puzzle game at least Mm -hmm. to start out with yeah and then but like when i encountered the boss of that first world i was like oh this is great this is like exactly what you want after you felt like you've kind of mastered this game is just sort of like 
all right, well, how well did you actually master this game? And that boss I thought was like so well done. Even like, there's nothing, I, I there's nothing that brings that like invokes a deeper, like, you know, like 10 year old anxiety in me than encountering a boss for the first, first time. Right. And not knowing how to actually deal damage to this thing. You're like, Oh, okay. Maybe if I just like, slide around and kill all these bad guys it'll kill it but you're like oh wait this thing's still at like 40 life how do i actually attack it and you're like oh. and when you figure that out that's like such a joyous moment yeah. and that this game yeah really built in some some pretty cool some great discovery absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah yeah what a great game yeah i mean it, it's sort of like it, it's it's funny to talk about it because this is like do you guys ever play chips challenge Yes, no. dude. I mean, that's this, a real early video game for me. Yeah, this game sort of the sliding feature specifically felt kind of like chips challengey to me because there were ways that you would have to approach levels uh, in terms of like the angle that you would have to like fly from to be able to make something happen. And this game has that a lot. There's quite a bit of that. Um, Eric, chips uh, so, challenge is a game that was bundled with Windows 95. Yep. <laughs> so that's the context there. It's like a, no one buys Chips Challenge. It's no. just you, you're a child and you find it on the computer and you go, oh. And then that, that game is interesting too because there are, I think, like hundreds of levels. You know, I, I never, I certainly never beat it. No, never ending. So yeah. many. Very, I would very love strange. I to find game. out who made that game. Oh, it's Chip. It's right in the neck. It's Chip's challenge. <laughs> no, Chip's completing the challenge. He didn't make the challenge. What? Uh, what oh, if wait. Chip's got like a memento kind of thing where he is <laughs> making the challenge and then immediately forgets it and then has to complete it? Oh, that would be sad. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I think um, we've sort of gushed about this game enough. Uh, this, the, to me, all of all the other. Uh, games in the bundle i've given like a play with like some kind of qualifier sometimes like oh if you like this kind of game sort yeah. of thing but like i think just about anyone will like this game and you should you deserve it to yourself to go pick it up and check it out it's i think it's like honestly a great slept on game from the last couple of years and mm -hmm. you, should, you should check it out yeah jonah what about you what's your final thoughts i mean play I absolutely play i was gonna maybe do a thing where i was like pass after yeah all that. <laughs> That's a boring bit, and I'm not going to do it. It's a play. It's a good game. Yeah, no, this is definitely a play for me. It's just tactically delightful. You want it, like, is a game that makes you want to keep playing it. So kudos to uh, the developers of Plunge. Spooky, spooky buns games. Well done. Very, very good. Uh, and sure. that's our third triple play, which, uh, wow. Hit it. Play, 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 play it. <laughs> Uh, and it, we should have like some kind of unlock feature for like uh, maybe I'll email Tim or something like that to get a th like a three triple play feature like triple play triple play triple triple play like Tim as long as I don't have to do any sort of extra sound editing to it there's nothing that I can do I don't have that capacity Tim all Jonah, of this game has to come from your performance <laughs> yeah, do you want me to do for a triple triple play triple triple play <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Joe, cool. is there anything? Uh, first of all, thank you so much for being a guest. This was wonderful. Uh, it yeah, was great. Thanks to for having me. This was this, with you for a little bit. Yeah, this was this was a blast.
Um, is there anything uh, you want to plug or, or any information about where people can find you online, where you share yeah, your yeah. thoughts? Sure. Follow me on Twitter, Jonah for mayor. Oh, wow. I was about to say Jonah for mayor.com. <laughs> simply, wrong. simply wrong. It's at Jonah for mayor. It's F O R not for. And then I just recently, a truly on a whim made a Teespring like store and I've been having a lot of fun making really heinous t-shirt designs. So the, the links in my bio for that and like, you know, just look at them because I think it's, I think they're funny. You, <laughs> you, you shouldn't buy and wear the, these things, but, but it's, it is an option. Are uh, people buying them? Because the most recent one I saw went kind of viral and I'm really curious. Y- yeah, dude, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of freaking out about it. I've now sold 80 uh, things uh, which is God. which is like way 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 more successful than i ever thought this was going to be when i decided to start it and truthfully like like i, I assumed this was going to be like i would make it for a bit so like the dumb shirts existed but no one was going to buy it but now people are and i'm like should I quit my job? <laughs> and the answer to that question is absolutely. I should not quit my job, no. but I am going to keep making new designs. Cause it's, it's a fun medium for jokes. Yeah, uh, it is. And uh, I mean, this, the, the picture says, I'm going to describe it. Uh, Attention. You're in the presence of a very special boy behave accordingly. And it's sort of a, a cute little uh, English boy dressed in a Navy outfit with a, a little stick. Uh, it's very funny and you know, it's getting a lot of traction on Twitter. So, uh, get on board, get, get one of, uh, Jonah's original tees or crew neck sweaters. That's rad. <laughs> Please. Oh baby. That was great. Oh, Alex, that was fantastic. You know what? I think that you and I are getting really good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, so much fun stuff in there. Um, yeah. Including the idea that we are deprogramming ourselves from English to relearn a new uh, language. <laughs> the language of love, baby. Language of smooches. Uh, our next guest uh, is actually not a guest at all. It's a conversation between me and Eric uh, where we wrap up these first couple months of the podcast and yeah. talk about uh, our end of the year list of favorite bundle buddies games. Oh, so we both came yeah. with a list of five games. There was some overlap. It's, it's fun. We talk about some things you should check out. It's uh, it's absolutely, absolutely going to blow your pants off. <laughs> your plants are going to be on the floor afterwards. Cause they're going to be off. <laughs> your plants are going to be straight up off of the shelves. Yeah. We're going to blow you for <laughs> pants off. Uh, huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, we also have some of our past guests, our uh, former buddies, our former and current buddies uh, stopping by and sharing their favorite games they played this year. Not bundle related, just what they loved. Former buddies is such a funny. <laughs> former buddies, past guests. Just our former friends. who like It's like if you come on bundle buddies, you will no longer be our friend anymore. Yeah, this is, we, we end it after this. It's really just sort of, uh, but that's not true because uh, we have an upcoming first returning guest, uh, which I'm really excited about. But that's that's going to be great. That's, you know, just something for you to kind of get a little like who's it gonna be i don't know and speaking of old friends i made eric play my favorite game of the year that we don't talk about next week as one of my favorites but it is my favorite game of the year a short hike a visual novel interactive uh fiction 2d atmospheric casual cute 
romance short single player game. It's great. Oh, and, and to find Adam, out to find Leo. out what I think about this game, you're gonna have to listen next week. But don't stop. Don't uh, don't just rely off me and Eric. It's on sale right now for five fifty nine. So go buy it for yourself or for a friend. Honestly, it's so good. I cannot recommend a game more than this. It's so fucking good. Go you're, buy it. You're gonna have to wait till next week to hear my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, where you can also leave us a nice review uh track us down on the web uh at bundle underscore buddies on twitter um and we love you all right love you alex i love you too eric <laughs> you too bye Buddies is produced by Alex Honnett and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Neoshiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Give it to me. <laughs> no. Triple, triple play. <laughs> there it is. Yeah.